It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Linebacker Jamin Davis's season is over, but has he done enough to prove to the franchise that he is a part of their future? That and more coming up on this episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome into this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting this podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Join the Lock Insiders program where you'll get news, inside scoops, exclusive content, all of it delivered directly to your phone. One-on-one conversations with me. Become a Lock Insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash commanders to sign up. I'm David Harrison, your host for this program, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. And I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers and everydayers you already know. But I'm going to tell you anyway, I appreciate your continued support for the program. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On today's episode of Locked on Commanders, we are ranting about Ron Rivera's Monday press conference comments. We are looking back at the season that has been so far, and I'm going to give you some things that I want to stash uh, moving forward. I'm going to give you four things at the end of the episode that I want to see the Commanders accomplish towards the end of the season. But first, it was revealed on Monday in a report by Nikki Javala of the Washington Post that Jamin Davis this season is over. Nikki tweeted Monday shortly before the press conference around Rivera, quote, Commander's linebacker Jamin Davis will undergo shoulder surgery for an injury he suffered against the Miami Dolphins. Per sources, he'll go on IR, ending his season at early, end quote. Uh, Jamin Davis later retweeted the tweet. Uh, with a heart and some bandages on it, uh, you know, signifying healing and, and all those things. And during the press conference, of course, Ron was asked about Jamin's injury. And he said, quote, it happened during the Miami game. He came off for a second. They checked him. He said he was fine. He went back out there, finished the game, but he was still having a little bit of trouble the next morning. So they examined him and they felt that he needed to get an MRI. After getting the MRI, they got a second opinion and then it went from there. So it was unfortunate. Young man's done a great job for us. And I'm really excited about who he is, who he, he was becoming as a football player, playing the will linebacker for us. He's done a great job. He had to play a little bit of Mike linebacker in some of the situations when Cody Barton was down. Uh, but that's all part of his growth and learning. And he's done a nice job. End quote. Now, specifically, uh, Ron was asked a follow up about Jamin Davis's growth this season, to which he replied, quote, I think a big part of it was or is as a will linebacker playing the position and being able to read and get downhill, watching him run through and make plays, watching him in his coverage. He got the tough assignment having having to cover a lot of really good backs. He was competitive doing that. He really was. Again, the more he played, the better he seemed to get. Sure, he made some mistakes, but, man, he was really coming along, and it's unfortunate. So he'll get it taken care of, and then we'll go from there, end quote. Uh, Of course, Jamin Davis was a first-round pick by Washington in the 2021 NFL Draft, 19th overall pick out of Kentucky, started eight games as a rookie, had one sack and 76 total tackles, including three for a loss. His second season played all but one game, 
Uh, and that wasn't an injury. He was, uh, he was just inactive against the Dallas Cowboys uh, week 18 of last season and got his first two fumble recoveries of his career last year, along with a career high three sacks and 104 tackles. 2023 will go down with 13 games played. His first career interception, a career high in PBUs, two forced fumbles, three more sacks and 89 tackles on pace for a career high in tackle sacks and tackles for loss before he suffered his injury. Big question moving forward uh, for whoever is running this team will be whether or not Jamin Davis's fifth year option gets picked up during the offseason. May 2nd is the deadline, but that decision is traditionally made and announced before the NFL draft starts. Next year's NFL draft will start on April 25th. So, you know, presumably April 23rd or so, we'll probably find out if the Washington Commanders are going to be picking up Jamin Davis's fifth year option. Um, since 2021, entering the league, Jamin Davis, uh, according to Stathead, is 29th in tackles among all linebackers, 63rd in sacks, 33rd in tackles for losses, 62nd in passes broken up, and 46th in forced fumbles. Uh, he is was he was the third linebacker drafted in the 2021 NFL draft. And among his classmates, he ranks third in tackles, seventh in sacks, fifth in tackles for losses, seventh in passes defense, and sixth in forced fumbles. So the big question is, will his option be picked up? Uh, his option is estimated to be around $13.2 million, according to over the cap. Um, and again, that's estimated, but it's ballpark. You know, it's definitely more than 12. Uh, could be less than 14 would make him the 20th highest paid annual average value linebacker compared to current contracts. Now, of course, that's this year and his fifth year option. So his fifth year option gets picked up before the 2024 season. That option is actually paid out the 2025 NFL season. So by the time 2025 comes around, 20th highest in annual average value will probably be about 25th, 26th highest in annual average value. Uh, whether his option gets picked up or not, it is definitely likely Jamie Davis is going to be a part of the team in 2024. Uh, doubt that he gets traded this offseason or released, you know. Um, but what about the rest of uh, 2023? Well, we're going to look ahead at that, but the Washington Commanders are going to be doing that without Jamin Davis. So now we have to answer the question, is his option going to get picked up? Here, here's the thing. In my opinion, no. In my opinion, Jamin Davis has not done enough to warrant this franchise uh, committing to him for a, for a, for a fifth year. Um, for a for a 2025 season paying around 13 to 14 million dollars for that year that is fully guaranteed against injury uh, and all those things so to me no he has not done enough now I think Ron Vera is very very correct in his his assertion that Jamin has grown this season and I certainly think that we've seen Jamin grow uh, in certain aspects of, of his game the problem is and this is really just a, a plague of the position right the linebacker position really has to be able to do everything that a defender has to do, right? You look at the very front of the defense, they have to be able to take on blocks, shed blocks, make plays in the holes, make plays in the gaps, tackle, sack, all that stuff. But they don't have to be able to pass cover. Like You're not asking John Allen to go out there and cover a tight end, right? Maybe maybe on occasion they, they drop in a zone as kind of a gotcha type of move, right? Corners, corners need to cover. They got to be able to run. They got to be able to stay with receivers, read zones, uh, do all those things. And, of course, you would love for them to tackle. Safety's got to be able to play deep. Uh, and do some of those same things. Linebackers got to do it all. They got to be able to fill gaps. They got to be able to take on blocks, shed blocks, run, defend. They got to be able to pass cover. So playing linebacker, off-ball linebacker specifically, in the NFL today is not an easy task. So I want to say all that before I say that Jamin Davis is not going, has not so far proven to be worth a $14 million a year uh, commitment. Now, you know, it's only one year, so you could go into it, and, and you look at the commander's, 
cap space and if they manage their salary cap and don't just go all out for all the veterans this next offseason, could they afford it? They absolutely could uh, certainly afford it. But to me, it seems more prudent, especially when you're in a situation like this, this Washington Commanders team is where you've got so much volatility. You really need to be in a position where you have to make people prove that they are worth keeping around if you are the presumed new regime that will be coming in next offseason. So for me, you look at the tape and you certainly see some of the tools that you want to see. Sometimes there are some effort concerns. Uh, his past defense against running backs. I don't know that it's gotten a whole lot better. Uh, you can certainly say that it has gotten better. I like him more as a rush middle linebacker uh, than I do anything else, almost like a Devin White type of, of guy in Tampa Bay, just not quite as polished as, as a Devin White would be, which Devin is certainly far from perfect himself. Um, but I do think that Jamin Davis is less effective as a rusher, less effective as a run stopper, less effective in pass coverage. Uh, and pass coverage is definitely one of Devin White's weak spots. So to me, that is the problem here. And unless you're going to a more odd front uh, odd front system where you have your stand-up outside linebackers and usually a dual pair of inside linebackers off the ball, uh, if Jamin continues to have to play this will linebacker position uh, like he has in, in Washington's even front defense, I don't really view him as a 14 15 million dollar a year linebacker so to me you move forward you tell him hey bud you know we're, we're more willing to, to negotiate with you come back from this surgery show us you got what it takes show us you got the passion uh to do this thing and we'll work with you and we'll, we'll get you a contract a la deron Payne um when he wanted his fifth year option uh or he wanted his new deal before he became a free agent so that's the way i would deal with jamin davis again you know like a lot of the conversations we're going to have from now until uh, there is a presumed new staff brought in. A lot of this is going to depend on who that new staff is and, and what they want it and what they're what they're looking for in their players. But they still have the rest of the 2023 NFL season. I look back at what, what we've seen so far heading into the bye week. I'm going to tell you what I saw, what I want to keep seeing, and then we'll get to uh, Ron Rivera's press conference, and I will tell you the four things I want to see the Washington Commanders accomplish coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and today's episode is brought to you by game time you shouldn't have to worry where you're buying your tickets to your next big event and game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports music comedy and theater events near you with killer last minute deals all in prices views from your seat and their best price guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets last minute tickets flash deals zone deals they've got it all and it's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you the complete peace of mind you need with your purchase. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. And GameTime even has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after some events start. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create your account. Redeem the code LOCKEDONNFL, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks you for being a 
Locked On Commanders, your first listener, your first view today and every day, every day. We got a mailbag coming up tomorrow. So if you want to submit a question to that mailbag, drop it in the YouTube comment section or text me directly. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders to become an insider if you haven't already. Locked On has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you every day, all day, covering the latest sports with local and national shows. Go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Here is our season AAR after action review uh, coming up to the buy. So I really want to kind of do this two ways. So we do improvements. I'm going to do those in the next segment. I'm going to tell you the four things that I want to see the Washington Commanders not really improve on all completely, but I, I, some of them are improves. You'll, you'll kind of see when we get there. But uh, I'm going to drop you two sustains here in this segment, and then, but we're going to start with what was supposed to happen. Well, Obviously, the Washington Commanders want to win football games, right? That's what the objective of every NFL team is. Uh, it hasn't happened uh, as well as they wanted it to, but that is the objective of every NFL franchise. So I, instead of just saying flatly, the Washington Commanders want to win football games, I thought we would take a look back at some of the predictions and projections uh, that folks in the media had for the Washington Commanders. And full disclosure, mine was, if I remember correctly, I lost the document to be quite honest with you, but I think if I remember correctly, I think I predicted about somewhere around nine wins. Um, I thought they said, they, I thought I said they had a chance of winning up to like 10. And I remember telling you guys all during preseason and, and training camp that this team could win four games, this team could win 14 games. It was going to be a very interesting study. It's certainly proven to be an interesting study. Uh, not quite as entertaining a study as I expected it to be, but certainly an interesting study. And they've won four games so far. So hopefully my words don't become uh, a sealed in curse uh, to the Washington commanders here towards the end of the season. Although some would much rather they finish the season with four, four wins and get that better draft pick, but that's for future discussion. So starting with sports illustrated uh, and Connor Orr's prediction, he went through all 272 regular season games of the season and predicted every team's record projection. He predicted the Washington commanders to come in at six and 11 saying, quote, a lot of seemingly op- opposing views can be true at once. The commanders, for example, could be a well-coached team moving in a forward direction, but have a worse season statistically. We simply don't know how a Sam Howell quarterback team will survive a competitive division. I also feel like it's never great to have your two easiest games, the Broncos and Cardinals, front-loaded at the beginning of the schedule. It's all downhill from there, end quote. And certainly some accuracies there, but I think, uh, you know, uh, just like just like all of us, I don't think Connor anticipated the defense being the bigger question mark uh, than the first-year starting second-year NFL quarterback uh, incorrectly predicted wins against the Bears in week five, Eagles in week eight and Giants in week 11, but also incorrectly predicted a loss against New England Patriots in week nine uh, and also has predicted losses in each of the next four weeks. So if Connor is correct, those of you who want the best draft position possible will get your wish. Uh, Ryan Reynolds of 33rd team also predicted six and 11. He also predicted that the Dallas Cowboys are going to be in the Super Bowl against the Cincinnati Bengals and that the Bengals will win. I don't think that Ryan would stick to that projection at this point in time, but we would have to ask him to know that for sure. Seth Walder of ESPN used ESPN's football power index FPI uh, to simulate the season 20,000 times out of those 20,000 times. The Washington Raiders basically came out as a nine and eight team. Uh, getting the number seven seed in the NFC playoff race saying, quote, the commander's path to the playoffs required a late season surge after a slow start following a 19 to seven week one win over the Cardinals. Washington lost three straight and went four and six through 10 weeks and six and seven through 13. Despite calls from the commander's fan base to turn the ball over to quarterback Jacoby Brissett, coach Ron Rivera held firm with Sam Howell under center. It paid off after the week 14 by 
as Howell led Washington in three wins in his final four games to finish a nine and eight record and add the number seven seed over the Giants via tiebreaker. End quote. Uh, obviously, none of that is going to happen. And again, clearly expecting Sam Howell to be the question mark, not uh, the defense or a bigger question mark anyway, not the defense. Predicted a 29 20 loss for the commanders to the Eagles in the wild card round and also predicted the Eagles would win the Super Bowl. Uh, as well. Washington could still make the six win predictions come true, uh, even if it's not the way that they were predicted. Um, but so two of those predictions still have an opportunity to come to fruition. So that is how people outside of this show saw the commander season going a little bit of a mixed bag, um, right? But basically six to nine wins. Uh, again, the commanders could still get to that six win mark. I think most of you uh, would would be happy in the moment to see the wins but unhappy in the off season to have the wins. I think if that's probably the best way to put it, but here are a couple of things that we want to see the Washington Mayor sustain going to the last four games. Cause even if you don't want them to necessarily get the wins, you want them to get the draft position. I think as you watch these games, you still want to see your team be competitive. And then at the end, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a really weird dynamic uh, in, in the world today because there used to be a day where NFL fans just always wanted their team to win and then, you know, like the draft position was almost just disconnected. But because of the the 365 day football calendar we live in now, everybody's always kind of aware. I mean, we just talked about a guy's fifth year option that has to be picked up in May, you know, and we're, we're in December. So the entire calendar is all interconnected nowadays and people are more aware of what everything, you know, how everything impacts everything else and, and all this stuff. So. You know, it's it's one of those situations where I think, you know, like I said, most commanders fans are going to want to see the team be competitive. But then at the end, like, you know, come on, Rams, get that game winning field goal or something or you know, something to that effect. Um, here's some things that we want to sustain moving into the season, regardless of whether or not the commanders win these games. Uh, run game efficiency is going to be the offensive side of the ball. Right now, the Washington commanders are top 10 in rush yards per play. They're averaging four point five, six. Again, that's top 10 in the NFL. Uh, the, but they're 27th in the NFL and carries as a team, which is why their overall rush offense has not been super impressive. It's less about the effectiveness of it, more about the usage of it. Brian Robinson specifically is 13th ranked in the NFL with 166 carries. He is also 44th in yards per carry with 4.2 yards uh, per carry among players with 31 or more carries. Uh, Antonio Gibson, 69th in the NFL with 46 carries. He is 44th as well. In yards per carry tied with B-Rob. Sam Howell, 77th in the NFL in carries with 40 of them. Second in yards per carry among all ball carriers in the NFL with at least 30 rushing or rushing attempts. 6.1 yards per carry average for Sam. And Chris Rodriguez, 92nd in the NFL with 31 rush attempts. 17th in yards per carry averaging 5 yards per carry. Only 11 of Sam Howell's 40 carries have been designed. Um, all of Chris Rodriguez's ta- tackles have come between the tackles. Brian Robinson's 4.6 yards per carry average uh, running to the left or left outside is the best area of the field for him to run. Meanwhile, Antonio Gibson has a 5.2 yard per carry average running to the right or the right outside uh, of the team. And then Chris Rodriguez also better to the right, averaging 5.4 yards per carry to the right side versus the middle or the left. Uh, well, the the middle, the right side of between the tackles versus the middle of the offensive line, I should say. Um, so you want to see those 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 run game efficiency stats continue. And even though Eric Bienme, the former running back, is a self-admitted traitor to the to the to the brand and all that stuff, and you know this team is going to pass. And, and to a certain extent, with the season not in hand, you almost kind of say, you know what, just get Sam Howell as many rips as you can, get him as many passes as you can, get him as many looks as pass defenses and blitzes as you can. 
and rest these running backs. We already know running backs have a short shelf life, so don't risk losing them. Don't risk a torn ACL or something crazy uh, this late into the season that costs the guy, you know, two or three months of the next season on top of it. Um, but at the same time, every time you drop Sam Howell back there against an offensive line that's given up a lot of pressures and him being a young quarterback that takes a lot of pressures, uh, you're definitely risking your quarterback as well. On the defensive side of the ball, you want to sustain the tackling, something that we haven't really talked a lot about because, unfortunately, uh, it's still it just hasn't been as big of a contributor to a solid defense as you would want it to be. Uh, Washington actually has the fourth best tackling grade on PFF, so they've been really solid in the tackling department. Linebacker Cody Barton specifically is second in the NFL among players at the least 400 defensive snaps this season in missed tackle percentage. He's only missed 2.6% of his tackle attempts with 537 snaps played. That's two tackles. He is linebacker number one in the NFL in missed tackle percentage. Jamin Davis, we just talked about him. He's 23rd in the NFL overall with a 5.6% missed tackle percentage. That's five missed tackles on 742 snaps. He is linebacker 10. Uh, in the NFL, so that's that's very good, very uh, evidentiary for Jamin Davis's growth. Kendall Fuller, the veteran cornerback, 37th in the league with a 6.2% missed tackle rate, four missed tackles on 856 snaps. He's cornerback six in that percentage. Cam Curl, the safety, 71st overall, 8% missed tackle percentage. That's eight missed tackles on 859 snaps. He is tied for safety number 14 in that category. John Allen, 119th in the league with a 9.5% missed tackle rate, four missed tackles, on 691 snaps, he is defensive defensive interior lineman, 25 in that category. So if Washington's going to have any success the rest of this season, you'd have to think those two things will need to keep happening for them. What did Ron Rivera say he did during the bye week? And what are four things I want to see this team accomplished in the rest of the season? That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Whenever the game clock stops, it's time to order in with DoorDash. Why root for your favorite favorite team on an empty stomach? You wouldn't do it in the stadium. Don't do it at home. Order on DoorDash now and save on your football watch party favorites. You can get pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, all on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Speaking of wings, I wanted wings for Monday Night Football, so I ordered from It's Just Wings. It's a, it's a very creative name. I love it. It's Just Wings here in Winchester, Virginia. Got my order. And it's sitting right here. As soon as I'm done recording this, I'm going to flip on Monday Night Football. I'm going to hammer some wings while I edit this episode. Get prepared for game day and stock up. Even if you order before kickoff, it'll be there in time. If you order right before kickoff, it'll get there in time. If you order by halftime, you'll be able to munch on that stuff during the mid-third quarter to early fourth quarter. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order after you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKED23. Don't forget that promo code LOCKED23. For 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more, subject to change, terms apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping up this episode of Locked On Commanders, ranting about Ron Rivera, I'm going to give you four things I want to see the Commanders continue or 
complete this season uh, to, to finish the year as strong as possible, whether or not they get wins or not uh, from a, from a player standpoint on the field. First of all, Ron Rivera um, on what he accomplished over the bye week quote. Well, without getting into the X's and O's of some things, it was really good. An opportunity to see some things now getting ready for these last four games, this last stretch. It's about now playing well, playing fast and working to win football games End quote, which is basically more of the same. You know what I mean? And, and it's it's weird because like you you listen to that quote, and you kind of say he didn't really say anything. And that's kind of the point is he didn't really say anything. And I just I just look at it and you you listen to the overall message coming out of uh, the coming out of their last their loss against the Miami Dolphins coming into this week. Like it really is from an internal standpoint, all about finishing strong, playing strong, playing, whether it's playing for pride, playing for whatever it is like they're not officially eliminated from the playoffs. And I know. Uh, some of you guys still want to talk about playoff seedings, and we will continue to do so until the commanders are officially eliminated. But I also see the reactions of a lot of you on YouTube and social media talking about why are you talking about playoffs? Why are you doing this? Well, it's because some of your fellow fans are still interested um, and because they're not officially eliminated. But I think even the message coming from the team shows you that they pretty much know it is not going to happen uh, this season for the Washington commanders. So what do we want to see? Since Ron Rivera isn't really telling you, what he expects to see other than just play hard. Here's some, here's four things that I want to see from the Washington commanders offense or offense, just team uh, in general, moving forward. So we got three quotes today from Ron in the episode, the two on Jamin Davis were definitely much more impactful, but four things that I want to see the commanders do to wrap up the season. I need Sam Howell to stop turning the ball over Sam Howell. Uh, during stretches of the season has been really intelligent, really smart with the ball. Um, but you've seen his youthful aggression, you know, intensity, whatever you want to call it, the desire to make plays, show up here, especially as of late, uh, you know, three games now with uh, with a pick six in a row. You need to see that stop against the Los Angeles Rams, and you want to see him just continue to make smart plays, continue to get smarter, but you have to realize that one man can't – you can't force the ball into a situation where it's not supposed to be, and, you know, it, it's just one of those things where you've got to balance the desire to play well, the desire to give your guys a chance – with the need to do the smart thing for your team. So I want to see Sam Howell grow mentally in that aspect more so than anything else these last four weeks. Uh, I want to see more of a dedication to the run. And I know we just talked about it, and there's some whatever reason, especially with the shelf life of running backs in the NFL, to kind of back off the run a little bit. Um, but personally, uh, I want to see more of a commitment to the run. You know, the last four weeks of the season, this season, uh, the Washington Commanders have been 18th in the run. So, again, overall this year, they're 27th in rushing attempts as a team, 285 of them. But the last four weeks, they've been 18th in the NFL with 97 rushing attempts. That's 24.25 per game. Um, the four weeks before that, they were 19th in the NFL, with 86. That's 21.5 per game. The first five weeks of the season, they were 30th in the league with 102 total carries. It's 20.4 per game. So we've seen them climb right from the first five weeks to the net four weeks after that. They add they added 1.1 carries per game. And then in the last four weeks, they added nearly three carries per game. So I want to see them add another two carries per game. The last four games, I want to see 26 carries per game, 26, 27 carries per game. It's 108 game total carries over the next four weeks. Um, I would like to see that uh be a part of the Washington Commanders offense. And look, part of that is Sam Howell scrambling, and that's not necessarily a design thing, but it is a mentality thing, you know. Um, whether it's first read, second read run or what it is, again, is part of that smart play, uh, smart decision-making by Sam Howell to know when to get out of there. And, of course, when you do get out of there, Sam, please get down. Don't take the unnecessary contact and put yourself at risk. Third thing I want to see is I want to see them unhitch Terry. If every dares 
Uh, if you were an everyday or during the bye week, then you saw my episode where I talked about what's plaguing Terry McLaurin. And to me, schematically, the biggest thing plaguing Terry McLaurin this year is the doubling of his hitch routes from last year to this year. The hitch route, uh, for those of you who don't, don't know, you release, you come off your stem, you break your stem back towards the line of scrimmage, turn your back to the defender, come back towards the ball, you call it a hook call it curl, call it whatever you want, but they call it a hitch route in the NFL today. Um, it does not afford the opportunity for yards after catch very often. And with as late as Sam Howell's been on some of the hitch routes, Terry's even having to attack the line of scrimmage as he's making the play, eating into his own yards in the process. Unhitch Terry McLaurin, let him run more verticals, more horizontal breaking routes, and let's see Terry McLaurin get the ball more in stride uh, so that he can get some yak and get those numbers back up and then fight to the end. You know, it, it's it's a really sad day when you're talking about your favorite NFL team uh, just having to put in effort. But that's what you need to see out of this team. The playoffs, again, are are logically out of reach, not mathematically, but logically out of reach. Uh, everybody pretty much knows that there is a big change coming. There is a sweeping change coming. Uh, what that's going to do to impact the players on this roster is still unknown. Uh, but you need to see this team fight to the very end. I don't care if they lose the last four games of the season that last week against the Dallas Cowboys. This team needs to come out fighting and they need to fight until the whistle blows. Uh, even if you're losing 45 to 10, you don't want to see things like we kind of outlined last week with John Allen, where you're just running on the field to be running on the field, not really trying to make plays uh, for your team. And, and you know what? Honestly, if you do see that from a guy, if you're the new regime, it kind of tells you what you need to know uh, about a guy, whether or not he's going to be a guy that's going to help you when you're down or if he's going to be a guy that gets stuck in the mud with you uh, when you're down there. So those are the last four things I want to see from this team. Wrapping up this season coming up tomorrow is mailbag time. So if you got questions for that mailbag, drop them in the YouTube comment section or text me directly by becoming an insider by going to join subtext.com slash locked on commanders. Don't forget, check out locked on sports today. The first ever 24 seven national sports streaming channel on YouTube. As always, thank you for making locked on commanders first listener first view today and every day, every day. Thank you for coming through on a regular basis like you do. And thank you to everybody for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.